let's check out an hour of Off the Beaten Path. I'm your host, Steve Elkins, and today's date is January 28th, 2024. This has been an interesting conversation. <laughs> I don't know. Am I just an old fogey or what? But then again, you know, I see this young boy, nine years old, wearing a pink shirt. I disapprove. I would never let my son go to school wearing a pink shirt. And uh, again, we're, this is the, at a time that we're also, what, we have to debate this issue. We shouldn't, but should be a no-brainer. But then we're finding tampon dispenser machines in the boys' locker room. And uh, you can decide your own gender and Men can become pregnant, men can have babies, and uh, masculinity is, is a bad thing, and femininity is, is a good thing, and um, not that we shouldn't uh, be able to get uh, in touch with our affections. I have no problem with a man being a man, and, and men do cry at times, you know, in, in, in hardship and in loss and crisis. I have no problem with that. I mean, that's not where I'm going with this uh, it's simply that uh, as a young boy growing up and teenager and uh, didn't see pink shirts. We, we, not even the gay kids, we knew they were gay and they didn't wear pink shirts. So I think they were trying to keep it to themselves, their sexuality, but we knew and we didn't care. No, they didn't get picked on. They actually had their own little cliques. That's when they called them cliques. They weren't gangs or cliques. And they hung out with their own. And uh, that's cool. I don't care. Didn't bother me, but I never saw a kid wearing a pink shirt. In school, if he had, he would have been ridiculed. Maybe not beat up. He would have been ridiculed and teased an awful lot. So let's go back to the phones here and let's talk to Chance in West Virginia. Chance, you're up next. Hello. Hello. Hey, Chance. Yep, I'm here. This is John in Michigan. Okay, you're not on my screen. You're not on my screen, but go ahead. Well, yeah, well, this is uh, Mary Tolko's brother. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I've got a pink shirt in my, my, I'm 74 years old, and I have a pink summer shirt in here that I love wearing when I'm out on the boat. I also have orange and purple and okay. other color shirts, and uh, I grew up with, in the 60s, and I had a gay neighbor, and uh, uh, we had other, you know, I had other exposures to gay teachers, sure, uh, sure. Uh, but not in the fact that I had anything to do with them. But this is just something that's been thrown in the mix. It's all in the education system that all of this crap is coming through. And um, I saw a gentleman on uh, Alex Jones' show, which I, you know, it's I know mm-hmm. John and Alex had sure. falling out and all that. Yeah, yeah. But Alex Newman, and he brings it out that you know that all of this, the whole education system, is mm-hmm. pretty much satanic. And Charlotte Isserby even said that. Yeah. It's run by Agreed. Skull and Bones, which is George yeah. Bush's and John Kerry's free, uh, favorite yeah. club at Yale. Yeah. You know, all satanic now, John, crap. John, as, as, a, as a teenager or in high school, you, you never wore a pink shirt then, did you? Well, I probably, uh, it wouldn't have mattered to me. I, I, pink is uh, not a bad color. I was in fashion. I went, worked at a men's clothing store, a very popular one in Detroit, uh, Hughes Hatchers, and uh, was the, the color didn't never was affiliated like they took the rainbow and made it into some stuff that sure, you know sure, was supposed sure. to be yeah, like right. you know that's education that's dumbing down of america folks right, it's right. and it's and, and 50, 50 years old and younger have all been dumbed down to so much and numb to everything mm-hmm. so you know i i i didn't the pink never i never related pink to to gate my 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 granddaughter won't wear pink 
she likes blues. And, you know, she you know she wants to be you know you know she just doesn't. My wife didn't wear any frilly stuff when she, for communion. She was Catholic, and, sure. and she wouldn't wear a frilly dress. So uh, mm-hmm. it's the personality of the person. But when they corrupt it with the education system, it, it, it's just you know it, it's just down 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 uh, down the rabbit hole. You know, and, and it's so disgusting what the, what they're doing in the education system today. So, but my I'll wear my pink shirt. You know, I'll go out and wear it if it's. Well, you know, I, I told I said earlier that I blame the golfers. My wife said, "Well, yeah, George, well, yeah, I, said, golfers, I think it's uh, golfers." Well, no, the golfers <laughs> do do flamboyant things to get yes, it. Yes, Draw attention to them, them. but uh, I, I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't golf, but I like golfing. <laughs> And I, I didn't wear it because... I'll make one exception, John. I'll make one exception to wearing the pink shirt. Or maybe neon. If I'm in a snowstorm, I'll probably wear the pink shirt or something neon if I'm out in the middle of a snowstorm so somebody can see me. Other than that, you probably won't ever catch me one. Now, how, 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 how many brothers and sisters did you have, Steve? I got one brother and one sister. Well, I have seven sisters and three brothers. And I'm at the top of the... You know, I had one sister above me, then all the sisters came beyond that. I also wore Paisley in in uh, 60s in, in, in high school, and I was the only one doing that, and I didn't give a crap. I was uh, just, uh, I thought, you know, the fashion was somewhat different. Uh, you know, and it was frat or, or, you know, social grease or, you know, it was, I had to deal with those sociological okay. things, not the crap that they deal with today. You know, you, yeah. you, you, you had to, like, know where you were. Is, yeah. You know, either had flat top and fenders or you were greased back, whatever. So, okay. Well, uh, let, me throw something, let me throw something out a little bit. You brought back a memory for me. I was born in Germany, came here to the United States. I was a couple years old. And uh, I, I have plenty of pictures. You can see me running around in, in German lederhosen. Lederhosen. Now, what do you think would have happened if me if I'd worn my lederhosen if my parents allowed me, first of all, they want me to be an American. They don't want me to stand out. I had no, p- plenty of problems with the Hitler stuff. But if I had worn lederhosen to school, what do you think the kids would have said to me? <laughs> now, uh, first of all, people may not know what you're talking about, but they're like shorts with suspenders, right? Yep. And they're yeah. made of leather, but you you cannot wear these things down. Uh, if you remember the movie Vacation in Europe, Vacation in Europe with Chevy right. Chase, he wore lederhosen there. And they made, right. make adult styles. In, in, in Bavaria, it's a very common thing to, to see people wearing lederhosen. But as a kid, I wore those because my mom knows that you can't wear them down. You can't put holes in the damn thing. Uh, right. And I was rough on them. Actually, I have a pair, my pair, that I've actually put in a uh, frame. Uh, but no, what would have happened if I'd worn my lederhosen to school? Well, it would have been, where did, where did you go to school at? Well, just an American school, grade school. What do you think? The, if I was already get, getting teased for high Hitler and, and Nazi, what do you think it would have done to me if I wore my lederhosen? Well, well, that, that would have been something that uh, would have been, you know, you had to deal with. Uh, I had to go to Catholic school and public school. I went with greasers and people that had to wear uniforms. Uh, it was so dysfunctional. Uh, in, in many ways, the, the the fact that 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 had to identify you as something, but no, you have a you know I know you weren't exposed to the pink thing, and, and that's fine. And the golfers do like to be flamboyant and wear that, but I don't think that's why I have the shirt. I got it at a resale shop, and it was uh, 
it looked like a summer shirt to me, and I didn't care, give a damn, you know, if anybody looked at me differently, because, you know, I don't like guys. You know, I'm not going to go make out with a guy. Okay, well, <laughs> that's know? good to know. And, I, and, and I don't have they, though, and I don't have any identify, identify, uh, identity crisis at 74. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I have seven sisters, so I know what a girl is, and I know what a boy is. I have three brothers, so... Okay. Uh, there you go. It, 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 but the, the, the political thing, uh, when it came up to about, like, uh, uh, going in and, and what would Trump do, well, Hillary and Bill went in, and I don't know if people know this, in the mid-'90s and fired the whole Department of Justice. Yeah. And that's what I was hoping uh, Trump would do when he went in there, but he's been surrounded by so many snakes. You know, he's yeah, like in a time. snake pit. And, and yep. he that's doesn't want to be that way, I don't think. Uh, he was the captain of his baseball team at his, his college, so... I mean, you you don't get there by being a piece of crap like we got now. You know, he he knew how to hit a ball, catch a ball, and and run the bases. And he also was in a military. That was a military school, I think. So yeah, that's, a, that's I'm glad that. you mentioned that because that's the one issue I have with him. Because when you go to a military school, you uh, you're being groomed to be an officer in the military. Most everybody. My father went to military school. Actually, he was told to go. And uh, so I have a long history of family and military. But when you go to an actual military school, they're kind of grooming you for something in the military, an, an officer of something, a, a, man, a man to lead other men. And uh, that's usually how it works, as far as I know. People who go to military school is for a reason. And uh, Donald Trump getting out of any kind of military service for having what, uh, what did he have, a, a shin splint or some kind of splints, some kind of problem with his foot, Heel splints or something like that. I mean, it's simply one of those elites that didn't want to serve and wanted to find a loophole to get out. And it's simply easy when you have that kind of money to find a doctor who will sign a slip saying, well, you can't uh, you can't go because you have heel splints and you can't march. And if you can't march, you can't be in the military. Um, sad to say, but I'm pretty certain that's how – because when you do a physical to get into a military school, they do a physical to see if you get accepted. And so where did you get your heel splints? Well, you know? well let me so, say one thing buying. about, I was brought up in the shoe business, and Donald Trump wears the wrong size shoe, so does 90, 95% of the people in this country, and that's why foot doctors make so much money, because the, the shoe industry was sold off seas, uh, sold, sold overseas in the 70s, and it ruined our, that's one thing that should be brought back, is you know, manufacturing shoes in this country. It doesn't take a you know, a, a, a college degree to do it, and, and it's something that's very honorable. And you're using products; you know, it, it, it can be trained. But he he might have had some issues. I, I got a deferment because I was in a car accident, and, mm-hmm. and, and Ted Nugent says he he got his deferment because he was going to college, which was a bunch of BS. Because I used to do rock and roll with him, and his college degree mm-hmm. thing was over. Uh, he went yeah, down, yeah. and I from all the roadies that I know, and he just looked like a piece of trash when he went down there. And yeah, because he yeah. had Nugent, he got out. So, you yeah, know, sure. I like I his that. music, and, and he's patriotic, supposedly. You know, he goes, and their music is used in Bomb Bomb Iran or Iraq or whatever. Yeah. So, anyhow, yeah. so um, I don't know Trump's history with the military as far as how he got out, but I got mm-hmm. out, and my brother got out, and, uh, and my other brother below me, he didn't have to, so uh, that's nothing. I'm just trying to expose people to some history of this man, 
he did go to military school, so he had to get up, brush his teeth, make his bed, sure, and all that sure, crap. Sure, sure. He's also the captain of his baseball team. I don't know if he is that connected, money wise, to buy his way into that. But uh, uh, if he gets in, well, that would be a change for sure. Uh, Mm-hmm. And uh, it, the first thing he would have to do to make me happy is fire everybody in the Department of Justice. Everybody. Just fire them. Oh, I agree. Need, I totally agree. We, I totally we don't agree. need a Department of Injustice. And he could put people in that have to be uh, interviewed and properly have the credibility to, to do things that... It, it go back to the fact that since 1871, we're a corporation. We have to mm-hmm. figure out what, what government we're going to be under. And what you know, what rules are, and, and all of this crap with all these agencies. According to Ralph Winterrod, who's you can go to his archives on RBN, uh, yeah. everything's supposed to be put through the Federal Register, and that's why Biden, when he wanted to mandate crap, the Supreme Court said no because he didn't go through the Federal Register, and the Federal mm-hmm. Register it has to be lawful and, and uh, um, applicable to the moment, and also go through a judicial. Review. Yeah. So none of this stuff ever takes place with the CDC, the NIH, none of these scumbag agencies. You know, we had a dumbass nurse up here in northern Michigan say the children had to wear masks going back to yeah, school. And then she yeah. just got Governor Whitmer just, you know, saying, oh, so good for you. And then this lady, like six months later, had to retire because she was so emotionally, uh, you know, just compromised mm-hmm. because people weren't listening to her because, you know, they just, because she was a piece yeah. of crap. So yeah, they, yeah. These, these agencies don't, everything has to be published through the Federal Register that was set up by Roosevelt to bring in these rogue agencies. And then there was the Administrative uh, uh, Procedure Act of 1946 to follow up mm-hmm. on that. So mm-hmm. if we go back to some of that, and all these lawyers and BS, you know, bar people, you know, yeah. they don't want to bring any of that into play. You know, and that's yeah. that's the problem. Mm-hmm. We're not... Yeah. You know, mandate this, mandate that. You know, the, yeah. the nurse in, in Bel Air here said it was a mandate for the children to be vaccinated back in the 90s. I go, why? Well, according to funding, you know, it's tied to the funding. So and now we have all these children with autism, all these other learning disabilities from all these toxic crap that these schools are yeah. pushing because the doctors say, oh, we have to do that for, you know, for them to go to school. Which So, you know, go yeah. back to education and, and, and then get rid of the Department of Justice. And that's where you start with the swamp. Get rid of everybody in that Department of Justice. And then all of the, the judges that have been appointed through that or follow those freaking scumbags, uh, you know, pro, uh, procedures. So I agree. I agree. But I'm not going to throw my pink shirt away, my turquoise well, shirt. You can, ha- you can keep shirt. it because you know what? There's always a round of golf and it, it'll come in handy on the boat also. So no, enjoy your I pink have to shirt. Do, I, I'm going to play some rock and roll and look sort of 57, I guess, you know. All right, John in his pink shirt. Have a great night. Talk yep, to you and, and, and go to my sister's website, Mary Toko at childhoodshots.com. There you go. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yep. All right, uh, we're going back in the loop here because John didn't pop up on my screen here, but Chance in West Virginia does. Chance, are you there? Are you there? Chance, drop. Okay, how about Tom in Utah? Hi. Tom in Utah. Hi, Hi Steve. Hey, I think Hi, I was scarred for life by pink. Did you wear a pink shirt uh, in school? You wore one? Even worse. (laughs) We'd run out of laundry, and my mother sent me to school when I was in junior high with a pair of her her pink 
pink silk panties. I was on a swing, and my friend was pushing me in the swing. He grabbed my belt on my Levi's and pulled my Levi's down, and there was those pink underwear. From that point on, my life was hell. Yeah. I didn't even think about the pink underwear. Now, Tom, you're... You're throwing, you're throwing me something different now here. Here I'm talking about pink shirts, and you're wearing pink panties. I feel sorry for you. I'm sorry that about happened to you. I'm sorry that happened to you. <laughs> From that point on, it was a common practice for me to be pantsed outside the door of the uh, junior high school. But anyway, You know what? Did, you, did your mom ever, have you ever heard the term commando? You ever heard the term go commando? Uh Okay, well, that's that's what I would do rather than wear the pink panties. You go commando. Butt naked. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The yeah, other thing yeah, then, to- then when you're on the swing, you can show everybody the plumber's crack, you know? So, But at least, at least there's no pink panties. You can show them more than the crack. Anyway, uh, <laughs> just wanted to also tell you that in the, in the issue of... Uh, Donald Trump, did you know his father was an active member in the John Birch Society? And he took. I did. I, I did know that. Yeah. Yes, I did. Also, I did on that. the fact of the rewards, these exorbitant awards given by the courts, yeah. the claimant is not the only recipient. What about two thirds of that money goes out to everybody else, including the judge, mm-hmm. including the, even the opposition? through what's called the State Justice Institute. It's a retirement. Every court officer benefits from a large award. And the one who gets the least, quite frankly, is the claimant or the victim. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was was thinking here, in the military, if you, uh, you, you need people, you utilize them for what they're best suited for. And let's say, let's say for some reason, at least my thinking would be, if Donald Trump tried to pull the heel splints, I can't go in the military because my doctor signed heel splints, well, there's no problem. We'll find a job that'll fit you that you don't have to march. I mean, there's lots of jobs in the military, you know, and you got to walk around, but who says you have to march? So couldn't they found another job for him and maybe, uh, you know, nullify that whole heel splint thing and uh, put him in a job where he doesn't have to march, but he's going to be utilized to benefit the mission. I mean, this whole thing of, well, you got your exemption, don't worry about it. Um, again, what, what wasted training to go into military military uh, schooling, military academy, as a young man and uh, learn all these things and then never be able to utilize them to lead men. You don't have to march to lead men. Well, they utilized me as an instructor in the military, even though I had gone in and I actually was pushing because I had a heart murmur that I was dealing with. That's why I went into pathology. I wanted to yeah. fix my own heart. But when we came to the uh, Vietnam event, I, of course, I was suckered into thinking it was a valid battle. Mm-hmm. So I volunteered to go in. And, of course, they knew that I had an issue with a leaky valve. Right. But I got in. The reason they let me in is because of my, uh, you know, undergraduate and all that stuff, my... Uh, mm-hmm. Skills. Yeah. So instead of going to Vietnam, I, I was uh, a, a, an instructor at Fort Mama. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's there's many ways. I mean, there's orthopedics or specialty shoes. I mean, 
You know, so what? Yeah, if you wear glasses, um, okay, maybe they're not going to let you be a pilot. I think today, I think pretty sure that there's that that exemption is gone. I think people who wear glasses can become pilots. I'm pretty sure. I don't think they're still stuck on that. And there's ways to utilize people and uh, heel splints. Well, then we'll find a job that fits you. Um, I'm not going to let this training go to waste, and I'm not going to accept some bogus. I got heel splint stuff. That's not going to work with me. But uh, again, elites, the billionaires. The millionaires, billionaires, uh, they they buy their way out of anything they don't want to do. Uh, but you and I have to go. You and I have to go. You know, it's the way it well, goes, I, I was, guess. It was really an eye-opener for me. I was, of course, uh, stationed at Fort Monmouth, which is uh, intelligence, you know, cryptography, mm-hmm. and the yeah. electronics that go with it. But what really hurt me is as I had several hundred kids coming through my classes, yeah. When I, I'd kind of keep track of them and their activities in, in Vietnam, and I right. lost about 30 years, right. 30 or so kids. All right. Actually being lost, but others were injured. Okay. So it was an eye-opener for me to, to realize that what we did in Vietnam was not about protecting yeah. the United States or our freedom. <clears throat> well, I agree, I agree. Protecting profit of the... Yeah. Was it oh, I know, Tom, I got to let you go. I got more calls coming in through, but I tell you what, I know you told us your story about the pink panties, but I probably would keep that one, uh, keep that one to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, I think I survived it. Yeah. Well, unless you get drunk at a cocktail party, that one should stay in the vault. You know what I'm saying? Keep that one in the vault. All right. Hey, thanks Tom for the call. Appreciate it. Hey, before we go back to the calls here, we've got a couple in the loop here. I want to mention something that really bothers me. Another thing that bothers me is that my phone calendar, I looked at it the other day. I've got birthdays coming up here and anniversaries for people i got to remember. And it's on an automatic pop-up. It's on February 1st reminding me that February 1st is the first day of the month for Black History Month. I have a problem with that. I'm going to Verizon tomorrow or the next day. I'm going to ask them, can I have this taken off my phone? I did not put it on here. I put my reminders for holidays that I want to put on there, but uh, I want them to remove all those. I don't uh, want that on my phone. And I'm also going to ask them to take off the auto dictionary. I'm getting sick and tired of trying to text something, and it it decides to finish the word for you, and it it gives you the wrong word anyway. I want to have that removed off my phone. I just, I, I hate it. And these are supposed to be smartphones? You know, I mean, it really screwed up the spelling, you know, and if you don't catch it and it goes to somebody, they'll come back thinking, geez, don't you know how to spell? Are you illiterate or something? What's what's the deal here? But um, and I also want to remind people that there is no black national anthem. There is no black national anthem. There is no white national anthem. There is only an American national anthem because the Super Bowl's coming up pretty soon here, and for some reason they're going to do the, they say it's the white national anthem, and they're going to play the black national anthem, but there is no such thing. There is only the American national anthem. I'm getting tired of this segregation of you and this. I'm getting so sick and tired of it. That is the problem that faces this country, that everybody wants their little slice of pie. You know, I'm going to call myself a minority so I can get my little slice of pie here. I'm sick and tired of the slice of pie. We are all one American, okay? Not counting these people coming over the border. They're not. They're illegals. But you are an American. And stop with all this. I'm 
Black History Month and whatever History Month. It's it's ridiculous. It divides the nation. We are Americans. Okay, let's start acting like Americans. Let's go back to the phones and talk to James in Vancouver. Welcome, James. Uh, uh, yeah. Good evening. You know, uh, Tom in Utah has got a lot of courage for telling that story. I, I respect him. <laughs> he for sure that does. I had yeah. a mother who tried to pull some of that crap with me, and. Uh, well, I'll just leave that for another time, but <laughs> listen, you, you've been in ICU, obviously, for 30 years, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, <clears throat> if you can, look at your email tonight. Okay. I sent you some stuff. Uh, I don't want to discuss it now. Okay. Uh, as far as tr Trump is concerned, uh, Trump is a builder, okay? Mm -hmm. But, yeah. of course, he's got the ego to go with it. And she does. I yeah. uh, think that uh, what we got here is a real poker game until November of this year. Mm -hmm. So it's dependent on who's holding what cards and when they're gonna when they're gonna lay them down. Are they gonna hold them? Or are they gonna fold them? So <clears throat> yeah, uh, it's kind of a crapshoot at this point. So yeah, but um, the fact have, you, have you noticed? Have you noticed, James? Yeah. James, have you noticed? That Donald Trump is getting nicer. He's acting nicer. Yeah. Kind of surprising. Yeah. I mean, he's really changing quite a bit. And uh, Jamie Dimon, of course, at the World Economic Forum, I do believe he was trying to send off a subliminal message. I mean, he was even complimenting yeah. Donald Trump, which was weird. I mean, this is weird that they're right. thinking he might get in. I think they're trying to rally the troops to, uh, to go faster on uh, taking him down and find ways to take him down. I, I don't believe for a moment Jamie Dimon... Uh, of J.P. Morgan is a fan of Donald Trump, but there's something fishy about that, giving him compliments yeah. now. But Donald Trump has behaved himself. He's uh, he said, yeah, you know, Ramaswamy, you ran a good campaign. Uh, he was very humble and very nice. Ron DeSantis ran right. a good, you know, campaign, which he did not. He actually ran a very lousy campaign. But he was right. kind to Nikki Haley, and uh, Nikki Haley is has not been kind to him. I would expect that somebody. Right that I hired to, as an ambassador to the United States would be um, a little bit thankful <laughs> for, for, for me giving her oh, that great job, yeah. not her to come stab yeah. me in the back later on, you know? Well, um, Nikki, baby, uh, she's out for blood, and uh, she's just hoping somebody whacks Trump, I think. This is what I'm, right. you know, this is like the Well, you know, it, it's so interesting that she's so hungry for power that she's willing yeah, to yeah. accept Democrat billionaire money to stay in the race, does she not understand this? how this is really working? If the Democrat billionaires come to help you to defeat Donald Trump, and you are the one going up against Biden or whoever, whoever's going to be, they're going to now pay, their, to pay attention to destroying you. Do you understand yeah. that? They're only trying to get you to get Donald Trump, okay? After, yeah. if you're successful in doing that, they then tear you apart. Does she not understand right. this? Amazing. Well, she should look at the career of LBJ because uh, he was uh, real uh, proud of himself. Twenty uh, second November, uh, nineteen sixty three, and in the end, they double crossed him. And uh, and uh, Cronkite was one of the ones that double crossed him after Cronkite went to Vietnam after the Tet Offensive, and then LBJ was um, let out the pasture. And I think they whacked him in the end because he wanted to. Uh, he wanted to say that uh, he never did believe in the Warren Commission, so this is yeah. how it goes. But uh, 
Yeah. Well, look, I'll let you go, and uh, thanks for taking my call. You got it. Yeah, you bring back something in the Warren Commission here. When uh, yeah, Robert yeah. F. Kennedy Jr. was talking about, was being interviewed by Charlie Kirk, and he said his favorite, his favorite Supreme Court justice was Earl Warren. The guy who ran the Warren Commission, who covered up the assassination of John F. Kennedy, was his favorite cried. justice. Amazing. He cried. Stay with us. We'll he come cried. right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after exercise. It's amazing. And I ordered my second bottle. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. So far, a great product is what it claims to be. Great product. A few days in, and I could feel a difference for certain. Not checking medical stats yet. I know this is really working by how I feel. We'll continue to take this product. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Email tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Tejibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com.
thought about it. Uh, I probably should have made an issue about this last time, but uh, I know this this time February 1st is the beginning of Black History Month. But I also remember on my phone, it also has on my phone, pre-done prior prior to me in the phone, it actually has uh, uh, Gay Pride Month, too. I, and I don't want that on my phone. I don't understand why that's put on my phone. The Black History Month is on my wall calendar. There is no – I have to look at my, my calendar again if they actually – started printing up now um, Pride Month or something in June. Uh, but if they do, I, I just so against that. I am just so against that. It, it really divides us and in little portions and in, in groups. And, uh, you know, this is America. You're supposed to be American. And uh, this all these uh, people pointing to other things to say, well, I want special privileges. I want special attention. Uh, it's simply... <laughs> It's simply doing the opposite. It's, it's actually driving it's driving a wedge between us all because I don't think that should be an issue. And, uh, yeah, okay, we've, we've seen great accomplishments by white people, which we can't talk about, by the way, because that's, uh, that's a bad thing. If you, if you point out something good that a white person may have invented or something, can't do that. But if they're brown or they're black, of course, we have to highlight that. Uh, we need to all come together and say, you know, we're Americans. We're America. We're Americans of many different colors, and I'm I'm getting tired of it. I'm just getting tired of this whole color um, reference. I'm getting tired of it. Well, it's all done by design. As far as I'm concerned, it comes right off the drafting boards of the Central Intelligence Agency, and they were doing that back in the '60s and even before. So yeah. um, I think this is a, a playbook. In fact, you know. This whole October 7th uh, issue, I'll tell you what, there was a TV movie done mm -hmm. around in the early 80s where you had these uh, <clears throat> kids uh, who were young Israelis meeting young Palestinians in some kind of a temple, and they were attacked by, of course, uh, radical uh, Palestinians and shot and killed. And mm -hmm. I think Robert Mitchum was in the movie. I don't know if you remember it, but... This is uh, <clears throat> this is a the whole thing to me is a big hoax. Now maybe you don't think so, but per personally, I don't think anybody uh, was uh, killed on uh, October seventh the way they say it. Back to you. Yeah. Well, um, I had planned to to mention this the October seventh thing here. Uh, as we keep seeing commercials on TV and we see celebrities get, you know, stepping up to the microphone, talking about growing yeah. anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism is growing. It's growing. It's growing. Kamala Harris comes out and talks about systemic racism. Systemic. It's so out there. Well, if it's so out there, then why, <laughs> why did six million illegals come into this country who are brown or black uh, if racism is such an issue in this country and anti-Semitism is, is true like you say it is? then why are people coming here to this country? You know, if it doesn't fit, uh, you know, you just have to discard it. And uh, there's nothing that fits this. I mean, I mean, two weeks ago I told you some survey came out and said anti-Semitism had increased 385%, 385%. Two weeks later it says 360. Oh, that's good. We're going down. Uh, <laughs> but the problem is I don't see it at 385 and I don't see it at 360. Uh, if you can't see it, it's not there. Um, so, you know, again, well, it's those, just drawing yeah. up money for, it's, it's drawing, it's, it's playing the victim card and with an, with an agenda of getting, being lucrative and getting a lot of money. Uh, and Israel is going to play that card all they can and, and they can to be the victims in this situation. They're not clean. Um, 
So, you know, again, the, the victim and to be rewarded by everybody. As a matter of fact, that right. Ukraine plane that uh, went down that has 65 pre, uh, prisoners of war on it went down, supposedly a crash. This is my theory on it, and I know how these things work, how governments will sacrifice people for the uh, overall agenda. Uh, my bet is Ukraine shot down their own plane uh, to uh, make an issue, to demonize in Russia a little bit more, to generate, obviously, more more revenue, more aid going to, to Ukraine, whether through the United States or other countries playing that sympathy card and, uh, again, demonizing Russia. I, I think they shot the thing down. I said that right from the very right. beginning. I was talking to Mike Rivera about it. I said, Mike, I think they shot it down. They're going to use this against Russia. He says they, it's something they've done before. I said, yeah, they have. And, uh, and now they're saying, well, Russia has no proof. But I think there is proof. And, uh, again, to gain sympathy so, and get worried. Yeah. They're running out of money. And Ukraine well, is, uh, yeah. is on the very end of losing this. Russia is going to win. We're coming up on, what, the second year, the 24th of February, the second year of this war. It's coming to a head pretty soon. It's going to be over. And uh, you can have all the money in the world. We can keep throwing more aid at you, billions and billions and billions. But when you run out of soldiers, it's over. They've lost nearly 500,000 soldiers of a 900,000 army, I understand. So they're nearly out of people. And now they're recruiting old people and young Young boys, 15, 16 years old, it's almost over. When you run out of people, the, the soldiers you run out, the war's over. So following what you're saying, then the Israelis shot their own people. That's a possibility. Like, the uh, remember the main, nine one one, and all those other ones. So yep. Uh, yep. it could be that. All right. Sure. Sure. They, they, well, they sacrifice. They, for the overall agenda, yeah, yeah. they will sacrifice people. The United States will sacrifice people. They did that on 9-11 okay. with the World Trade Center and uh, the mission from the uh, – uh, uh, let me think here. Um, uh, what's the agenda there? Uh, I'll think of it. Pearl think Harbor? Of it. No, Pearl no. Harbor. It's the uh, Project for a New American Century, the PNAC document. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the blueprint. It told you what they wanted to do, and they had to. They sacrificed right. people in order to carry out the right. agenda. They couldn't. They couldn't have done it any other way. So, we have to sacrifice. They sacrificed American lives in order to to carry out the project for a new American century. Right. Well. Yep. All uh, right. Hey, appreciate the call, James. Got to move on. Here. All right. Thanks, Chandler. Thanks, ma'am. Uh, back to the phones. Art in Georgia. Welcome, Art. Oh, good evening. Um, I want to comment on this, what I consider to be ignorantly judging people. Uh, I also want to make a correction. Somebody said earlier that it was in the 70s when they started uh, asking for more educated people to join the military, and that's not true. In 1980, when I joined the Army, I literally Mm -hmm. dropped out of the ninth grade and went into the Army. Okay. At the age of 17. Okay. And I was 17 years old. So uh, it wasn't until much later into the 90s when they started requiring high school diplomas. Um, and, of course, now they've gone back to, from what I understand, now you can be a high school dropout mm-hmm. as long as you're of a certain age or yep. if you're 17, you still have to have your parents' signature or something like that. I'm not exactly yeah. sure how it works now, 
but I think that's how well, it is. Well, no, no high school diploma, a dropout, and no GED, and still gets you in. I didn't have any of those when I went in. I, I dropped out of the ninth grade, went right mm-hmm. straight into the Army, no GED, no nothing. That why did you? Just curious, why, why did you why'd you do that? Family tradition. All of the okay, men you, in my family were military men. All right. And you and did I, this in 1980, right? 1980? 1980? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And well, my, I was the same way. Family. I mean, I went and I finished school, though, first and went in. Uh, I went in 1981, but why didn't you just want to finish school then go? Uh, at the time, we remember during that, during that period, we had the Iran hostage situation. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, uh, I was a little hothead. Thought I okay. was going to join the army and go kick some butt. Okay, and of okay. course it didn't work out that way. But you know mm-hmm. that's good. I look back now and think, boy, you were a dumbass. <laughs> you know? Well, we you we, know, we make decisions based on emotions sometimes, and sometimes that's not the thing to do. Is to, is to use the common sense, not the emotion. But go ahead. Right, and I, I think I would have done a lot better if I'd have just stayed in school finished my education, and then went into uh-huh. the military, I think I probably would have been a lot better off. But, you know, okay. uh, you're talking about these pink shirts. Yeah. Now, granted, yeah. when I was in school, because I'm, I'm the same age you are, Okay. when I was in school, there were no pink shirts in the boys' department. I know that. That's what I said. So the yeah. idea never crossed, the, the thought never crossed my mind. But if, but if, but, but if the shirts, option, if the pink shirts were in the boys' department, would you have told your mom I want one of those? Would you have done it? If it looked, if it was a nice looking shirt, I might have. I might really? Have. Really? Okay, yeah, I might have. Really? But I would have dared anybody to try anything with me because I was a firecracker back then, and okay. I would fight at the drop of a hat. Okay. I mean, I, I literally, I grew up in the ghetto of Springfield, Massachusetts. Not right. far from where uh, uh, Dave uh, Kopech lives. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, but you uh, wouldn't you wouldn't have done what Tom did. You wouldn't have worn the pink panties to school. No, absolutely. My, my mother would have never done that to me. I, you know, um, I want to think that uh, maybe uh, Tom did not have gym class because, and he had gym class, and uh, you know, stripped down, and he had his pink panties on. I think that would have got an ass whipping right there. I, I can't imagine. I mean, that would have been... I can't either. I can't either. I, how could that your mom do that to you? Oh, my God. That would have been, been humiliating on a whole new level. Oh, I, I, I would have... Yeah, I would have quit school I, then and gone into the military. That's what I would have done. <laughs> yeah, right. But I'm going to I'm gonna man up. I'm going to go join the military and become a man. I just got busted for wearing pink panties. There you go. Yeah. But, you know, back when I was in school, I was a tough guy. You know, okay. and I, I would fight at the drop of a hat. I didn't care. I mean, you could look at me, and back then, if you remember correctly, I don't know where you grew up at, but, you know, growing up in the ghetto of Springfield, Massachusetts, one yeah. of the big things, if you wanted to insult somebody, you say, your mama. And, boy, yeah. somebody would say that to me, and it's on. Yeah, I mean, I would, fight over, I would fight over nothing. Yeah. I mean, I looked for reasons to fight. I wasn't a bully. <laughs> But if I saw somebody, if I saw somebody bullying somebody else, yeah. I got involved. That's cool. But I like I that more. I never picked a fight, but I sure yeah. ended an awful lot of them. I like you that. Know, I like that. I was always yeah. told. I was always told you don't never start a fight, but you don't run away from one either. 
Right, right. And right. so I would never start a fight, but if somebody wanted to start something with me, oh, I was more than happy to go there. Because I sure. loved fighting. I, I loved it. it was, I, I, I look back now and I think, God, it's a wonder somebody didn't kill you. You know, because <laughs> it's like how I, I wonder sometimes how I got away with that for so many years and didn't yeah. nobody critically, you know, physically put me in the hospital or something. You know, because mm-hmm. that's just yeah. the kind of guy I was. But back then, I right. was young and dumb and full of it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, right. right. But, you know, I would have never judged anybody because they wore a pink shirt. I might have said something if they wore pink panties. But, you know, a pink shirt, I wouldn't have said anything to people about it. I didn't ridicule people because they didn't have money or whatever, because we didn't have a lot of money. I wore a mm-hmm. lot of secondhand clothes. I grew up poor. difference was between then and now is I didn't know I was poor, you know? So, yeah. I, but I never picked on anybody for the way they dressed or anything like that. Cause to me, that is just really ignorant and very childish. It's kind of, well, like it, when it, I it may to, be, it may be, but I'm just talking about in, in reality in real life, growing up as a kid, we grew up tougher. You and I grew up tougher. Yeah. We got in fights. I remember getting in fights and then, and then a parent came over to my house and talk to my mother. Well, your son got in a fight with my son. She goes, so what's the problem? You know, I mean, boys do fight. You know, that's what they do. And uh, we, we just, I mean, it's different. We don't go back to schools with, with guns and kill people. We got fist fights, and pretty much when it was over, it was over. You know? Yeah, no, that was it. But, you that was know, it. It's over. To my mom, if somebody had come to my mom and said, your son was fighting my son, my mom would have wanted to know who won. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> my, my mom would have been like, so what? They're, it's they're just boys. it's just they're that's boys. what young young kids no. do. They fight and they, you know, we, we just I, I, the point I was trying to make is that we've got we've gone so far over to the other side of the colors and the, the feminizing of young men. And uh, it's just is there a way to return and how did it all happen? I mean. Uh, I grew up in a conservative family. Like I said, I could have, my mom and dad would have never done that to me. You're wearing a pink shirt and, you know, you dress like a boy, you are a boy and you're rough and tough and you roll around the dirt and you get in fights. But you start, you start your kid off wearing a pink shirt. Not sure where you're going to end up, to be honest with you. It may be a a starter, a starting point for some kids. And I, I, I don't call it toxic masculinity. I just call it a man being a man. Or a young boy growing up to be a young man someday. And we need to get back to that and get away from the fancy boy stuff. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, you know, with the military today, I've I've had young men, uh, you know, children of people I know have asked me about the military and what would I suggest. And I tell them, look, I'm not going to tell you don't join the military because that's not my place to do. What I will tell you is what to expect when you get there, based upon my knowledge of the military today. And if you go today, you're going to be surrounded by a bunch of queers, faggots, call them whatever you want to call them. I don't care. Well, you know what? You know, Israel's Israel's smart enough to know how to keep morale high. They know what we're doing at right now is is actually breaking down morale, and it's hurting the recruitment numbers. You think that you think the Pentagon is going to learn anything from this mis- this huge mistake they've made? You think they're going to learn to say, "Wait a minute here, Probably we've lowered not. the bar on standards." Do you think they're going to learn? Probably not, because they never learn. They, yeah, they don't ever right. learn. All right. they do is get 
worse. And so I tell yeah. them, you know, if you go in the military, expect to be surrounded by a bunch of faggots, because that's what they are now. They're a bunch of little pussy whooped little faggots. And, yeah. you know, if you're if you want to go, go. But just yeah. understand, this is what you're going to be dealing with. You're going to be dealing with this ignorant, woke mentality. You might mm-hmm. even get to thinking you're living in idiocracy, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's, you're gonna. This is what you're going to be dealing with. But if you're tough, yeah. you man up. You might survive yeah. it. You might. Just you understand. Might. This is what you're going to be facing when you go well, in. Think about it. what builds care. What builds character. What builds character. Conflict. Builds Conflict character. builds character, right? Conflict builds character. Yes, but there's a lot of things that build character. Well, conflict, conflict builds character, and uh, I mean, we're, we're, we're we've got kids that young men that just don't act like young men. They don't behave like young men. It's that. Hey, got to move on here. Appreciate the call, Art. Got to go. If you want to wear a pink shirt, okay by me. I'm just saying, as a kid growing up, we didn't, and there was a reason why we did not. But today's a different uh, a different generation. Kids today. I don't know what to expect anymore uh, of kids today. What's what they're going to do next? Um, some of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Uh, what putting tied tied pellets in their mouth and holding it. I mean, the dumbest things I've seen of a generation are being done today, and and uh, nobody seems to be making too big a stink about it. But I do appreciate the call. I'm uh, going to get into this last little section here. I want to talk about Nikki Haley a little bit here, pulling the race card. I had to laugh, pulling the brown card. We've heard of pulling the black card, the race card, but never the brown card. Because I look at Nikki Haley, and shes I thought at the time she was talking about Native American Indian. She's from India, Indian. Okay, well, that's okay. But I look at you, and I don't even see that. I don't understand how you could possibly play the race card. This is as lame as... as um, uh, Elizabeth Warren trying to play the Native American card. What, she have kind of reddish hair a little bit. No features of an Indian and plays the, the Indian race card to get into school. Uh, I just had to laugh at Nikki Haley playing the brown card because I saw pictures of her in her yearbook, smiling, pretty happy. If she was the only brown girl in a small town in South Carolina, she seemed to be pretty happy in that small town, and they never decided to move out of that small town to a bigger town to escape the racism against a little brown girl. Uh, well, she should show uh, accomplishment. Uh, the little brown girl was hired as an ambassador to the United States. That's a nice thing Donald Trump did. Wow, he hired a little brown girl to be ambassador. Amazing. Uh, again, this whole thing of, uh, of pulling the brown card. Hey, I'll tell you what, right? In the summertime, I get really brown. And I kid you not, I get very brown. I'm browner than Nikki Haley. I could pull the brown card, but I'm not going to pull the brown card. I'm just a guy out working out in the sun and gets a suntan once in a while. That's pretty much it. But playing the brown card. There is no path for her to win, and like I said, she's going to stay in to try to be a spoiler, kind of a, kind of a, what was his name, uh, Ross Perot. Um, I'm thinking the other name, Ralph, 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 the Corvair. I'll think of it. Uh, trying to be a spoiler. It's not going to work. Like I said, the Democrats backing her now may back her now. And uh, at some point in time, if she for some reason to be the candidate, they would destroy this woman. And that's how she's uh, she's driven by power uh, so much that she would accept 
Democrat money. I, I think that's pretty pitiful. She will be avoiding uh, not going to the Nevada primary. She'll get pummeled, and she will go to the South Carolina primary, which uh, she is predicted to lose by 24 points at least. So after you get kicked in the you-know-what, uh, from your own state, your own state throws you under the bus and says, we don't want you. There's, there's, there's very little hope for you in the race at all to go to any more primaries. You should drop out. Which is interesting is that the percentages for New Hampshire, what, Donald Trump, 54.3%. And 43.2% for Nikki Haley. I, I can't believe it. Some idiots actually voted for Chris Christie and Ron DeSantis. Did you not listen? Did you not learn? They dropped out. That tells you how, how attentive some people are. We're going to go to another caller here. And we've got, let me see, where are you? Let me find you. And Misty in Kansas. Welcome, Misty. Show. Great show, Steve. <laughs> what do you what think about the pink shirt? Say, what do you think about the pink shirt thing? Am I off base on pink shirts? I, I think you're a little bit obsessed with the pink shirt thing. Because, I, just, okay, I just want, I want, I want men. I want young men to grow age. up to be young men. I want them to grow up to be men. Okay. You're my okay. age. Yeah. And what were you wearing at your graduation? Okay, and then even go back a year, I mean, people were wearing, like, look at the 60s, the hippies. Once again, your wife was extremely correct. It was fashion. It did not have anything to do with uh, anything yet. I will give you... Uh, that they have turned the color, the rainbow. What is the rainbow? Jesus said that there will be no more floods. So they took that and they twisted it around. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying as far as the colors, if you're thinking that is what is... Uh, feminizing these boys. I mean, I love black. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's feminizing these boys. Shots, vaccines, vaccines, uh, vaccines. All the drugs. Vaccines. All the, all the vaccines is is changing. Yeah. It's dumbing down the testosterone. Yeah. It's increasing estrogen production, and they're getting yeah, the, the physical characteristics of a female now because of vaccines. Amen. Yes, sir. There you go. But Misty, I got to get going. I got one more caller behind you. I'm sorry, but I got one caller. I try not to cheat anybody. I do appreciate your call. It's vaccines that's feminizing. Gregory in California, you got about a minute and a half. Hello, Steve, or is it Stephen? What What is your uh, given name? Actually, you know what? It's Steve. It's Stephen when I'm in trouble. If I'm in trouble, my mom, it's Steven. And if, if, if I'm cool, it's Steve. All right. All right, so what's on your mind tonight? You got about 30 Steven. seconds. My given name was Gregory, but uh, irregardless of that, Thomas okay. from Utah is spot on. James from, uh, oh, where he's, uh, man, that guy's a genius. I I can't give him enough accolades. You've got such a precious show here. It you really hit the button with the color theme, and uh, 
Myself, I'm vibrating on the full spectrum. I'm not a uh, human. A human is just one hue of a man, just a, a variation. But to take in all hues is to be full spectrum. Yep. And that's what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to uh, uh, embellish and trying to come apart. All right, Gregory, there's our music. I appreciate your call. Wish we got you a little bit earlier, but uh, yeah, I'm not trying to be old-fashioned. I'm just, I just want young boys to grow up to be young men, and that's all I'm asking for. I mean, we gotta, we got to toughen them up a little bit. They're just too soft. Well, there's our show. Uh, thank you for listening. Thanks for the calls tonight. Health, happiness, and safe travels. We will talk again. long-term storable food company we have a solution for you simply clean foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market our line of resealable fruits vegetables and meats are suitable for everyday use and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again our food is completely gmo free and our stringent quality controls plus testing for heavy metals makes us unique in the storable foods market Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. This is RBN.